0: Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase Podcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or a bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. Alright, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. welcome to mind gap podcast i'm doug i'm justin joining us this week is a wonderful human you may know him from the unranked podcast please welcome christian humes hey how you doing everybody (laughs) i also missed that soundbite i didn't have that before so when you were gone justin so i had some awkward air horn that didn't really work but anyway about enough about me christian welcome thanks for coming
1: I'm very excited to be here. I'm ready to get. I, honestly, I thought for a moment just before that we were ready to do the show. I know, right? <laughs> and that's <laughs> so that's a good sign again. I was like, OK, let's go. I'll, yeah, I yeah. was like, oh, wait, we should probably
0: start because this is we're already comfortable and this is good. This is a good sign. I think this is going to work out really, really well. So uh, we're super excited to have you here. We've got lots to get into. So before uh, we get started, let's just get through a little bit of housekeeping. We'll get it out of the way. We'll get it done. Um, first things first, if you guys have not checked out the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit, it's a wonderful Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Season two, episode one is already out there featuring Justin and I, you know, you know, there you go. We're playing two, two gremlins, Root and Rut. Uh, season two, episode two comes out on Friday. That's right. This coming Friday, which is March the 4th, episode two, also featuring Justin and I. Uh, it's a great... It's a great one. We had a lot of fun. Please be sure to check that out wherever you get your podcasts. It's a really good show. We had a lot of fun doing it. It was was Justin's
2: actual official D &D, anD D playing time. I don't worry. Experience role playing. Um, Yep, that's it. (laughs) This would be another good place for that applause.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And
2: is what just came out of my mouth. Yeah, no. I mean, we've we've done the D and D light uh, with the dungeon Karens, and uh, this was my first official full D and D game. So this was a lot of fun. I I can I can completely understand the draw now, and I I think I'm slowly being turned. The Doug has been chipping away for a long time, and he's he's starting to make headway. Uh, he's getting me to to see the D and D light.
0: Yes so it was super exciting check out that episode go ahead and check out uh, episode one of season two already if you haven't uh, to get ready for episode two because it's it's going to be good it'll be fun to get caught up uh, second thing uh, if you like what, you, what we're doing here check out our Patreon patreon.com slash mindgap podcast we've got two tiers a one dollar tier and a five dollar tier whatever you want support us there we appreciate it uh, and shout out to our patrons Wolf's Lore Tom McIntyre Richie Armour Zinny, Slutty Bartfast, Fast, and Almighty Crit. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast on Patreon. We appreciate it. If you're thinking, man, Doug, that sounds great, but I would like to wear something that says Mind Gap Podcast on it, well, head over to redbubble.com, type Mind Gap Podcast in the search, and you'll find a whole array of great stuff for you to pick up that is Mind Gap. Hats, t shirts, tote bags, you name it. It's all right there for you to pick up and support. Us and, and and just show the brand if you're thinking Doug listen times are tough pandemic. It's really it's really rocking me right now I, I don't have any dough to sling your way. How can I support hit like and subscribe right here in our YouTube channel youtube.com Such Costs podcast you nothing means everything to us. It's a huge help uh, Also check out our discord server Link is in the description down below in our uh, on our YouTube channel Come join the wonderful folks the people you hear all the time about Zenny Slotty Wolfslore Noah, you name it. They're all in there. They're hanging out with us. Jared, all the way from Australia. We're setting up game nights. We're sharing memes. We're having a good time. Come join the Mind Gap family. And last but not least, we live stream every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the podcast. And every Saturday night, I host a video game live stream right here on our YouTube channel. 8 p.m. Central, both nights. Come hang out with us. Come check us out. We just did our Dungeon Dragons, the fantasy adventure board game with the Dungeon Karens last Saturday. Woo, i thought it was gonna be the last episode but they're still going and it's getting tense gang it's getting tense the dungeon Karens are in quite the predicament I think they're gonna make it but we we'll are oh, not
2: <laughs> it's gonna be a total particle we are we are going to fucking die
0: yeah it's 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 definitely uh it, it, we're it, we'll in a see
2: precarious
0: position right now Uh, it's it'll be it's gonna be exciting We're gonna come back to that in a couple weeks But in the meantime check out some of the other fun stuff that i'm hosting Uh every saturday 8 p.m. All right enough about us housekeeping done Let's talk about christian christian welcome and thank you so much again for being here Um, if you haven't listened to unranked podcast, what are you doing? If you like games even just a teensy bit Christian and the crew featuring Tom Caswell, who've already had on here, they know I I consider. Let me take that back. Let me walk this back before I even put anything out there. (laughs) I am a casual gamer. I used to think I was a hardcore gamer, but I've been pretty casual over the years. And when I listen to Unranked, I'm like, I know nothing about what's going on with the (laughs) video game industry whatsoever. And you guys know it like the back of your hand. And i it comes through. It's passion that you guys love this. And it's really cool to listen to. And you just had, what, episode 317? Uh, 312.
1: 312. Very soon, yeah. 17th is our seven-year anniversary. That was the thing I was just telling you.
0: That's right. So I got those is, things. Yeah. It,
1: it's funny you say that because I think we're very middle of the road going for, like, the enthusiast market. So not quite, like, hardcore. Because I think those people are going to, like, You know, the giant bombs, the waypoints, the polygons, that's where because they need like they want they want the hardest hitting like takes on everything. You know, people that have played like 80 hours of the newest game every week already. Yeah. Um, We're kind of driving that middle line like we are playing the new games as they come out and we're keeping track of the news and kind of like talking about it in very much like the same way we would when we were younger and in school and had a lot of time dedicated to the thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. so it does take a little bit of work, but we're definitely not like at that ho- I think we're not impenetrable at least though. Is, is the goal, you know. Yeah. Um so uh, I I like to think we're like kind of in that nice little middle area. Uh lately it's been tough there's so many games that come out. It's really hard to keep up. There's so many video
3: games. <laughs> it's I'm not of a envious
0: loophole. of you all <laughs> trying to keep up with this stuff. Yeah. I've gotten just again I have certain games that I enjoy like I'm Elden Ring's not my style so I'm like you yeah. all go have fun with that. I'm more of a total war Warhammer 3 kind of okay. guy so I've been dabbling with that but to the sheer amount of stuff the memes I've seen where people are like it's only February and we've had x amount of games that have come out yeah. they're like I don't I'm not going to have enough time to to get through all this do you think that's actually a, a problem like within the industry like is this Well no cuz it's an catering issue
1: to different people right okay. like it, it's a problem if you're trying to be an influencer or a streamer or you're trying to break into the industry or you work in the industry because suddenly those things uh are less fun for you and that's why like <laughs> unranked we we try to like still walk that line of like keeping up but we're not we're not trying to like fight for our space like we're trying to carve our own little spot where like we're, we're doing well enough that like we can have guests from like you know gaming publications and like g four they come on like so we're, we're well enough that they will think of us highly enough to be a guest but um, we're not trying to compete with them so like we're not making it miserable for us in the way that I know a lot of people that work in that industry and they don't enjoy playing a lot of the games that they're playing because they can't because they, they, they're like well I wanted to spend this weekend with my family but I'm going to be in this MMO for 48 hours so I'll see you next week
0: uh, <laughs> oh, I just, I just thought about so- that Yeah, if that was my job where I was like hey listen I've got to play this game and hopefully I'm into it because if not, I've, I've got to give it the 40 hours it deserves to, uh, to be able to write a review of it. And, and also maybe not even finish it. Right. I mean, what are the yeah. odds they finish those games? Probably not high. And
1: they're also like, unfortunately they lose a lot of the special moments because to get through them as fast as possible, they're you know talking to other people that are reviewing it. Or if it's one of these games, more and more games now they're playing them at the same time it's released because they're live games. So, you know, they're not up and running until launch day. And so then they're like on the Internet, like reading what other people are doing so they can get through stuff faster and faster and faster because oh, they just man. have to see it. You know, it's like you're, you have to be able to review this game and take make videos and stuff. So you just have to get through the thing so you can do the actual part of your job, which is then like putting those videos <laughs> together or writing your two page document or whatever it may be. And that's like that's something I really don't have any interest in. I think there's other forms of entertainment and gaming, which is why, like. We're going to comment on the news. We're going to talk about a bunch of bullshit. And then we're going to like play trivia based games and
0: stuff. Like, you know? Hands down, my favorite That's part is when you guys yeah. play the games. You have so much fun. They're highly entertaining. And Thank yeah, you. it's something, again, if you guys have not checked out Unranked Podcast, you're missing out. You got 317 episodes. I'm sorry, 312 episodes to get caught up on. Just- Knock
1: that <laughs> off. But I'm sorry. It out,
0: not- That'll be true in, in a couple weeks. Listen, like, inflation's a real deal, Justin. All right? Read the news for once. We're going
2: to hold this episode until they hit 317, and then we're going gonna... <laughs> to... The only way it'll make sense.
0: Uh, something else I saw uh, was that you are also a creator of Harmony Echoes of Power. Um yeah. tell, tell us a little bit more about that. What is what is Harmony Echoes of Power?
1: It's a game that, if there weren't a pandemic, would be out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> i i was actually getting ready to launch at the end of 2019 and i just uh i had bit off a little bit more than i could chew and so i wasn't going to be able to launch the kickstarter before holiday at which point like launching your game then unless you're a well-known you know people are like oh this is a sequel to a game or there's a publisher we love it's not it's just not going to happen so i was like okay i'm gonna wait i'm gonna do some more game testing update the game because ultimately the kickstarter was also to Pay for enough to finish the game, because I spent quite a bit of money like on artists and making prints and everything to like get it to the point where it's a playable version. Um, the pandemic happened, and uh, I couldn't play test it anymore. Uh, I did get a virtual version going for a little bit, um, but it, it doesn't give me the feedback that I need to like correctly, because the game that I'm building is sort of a cross it's meant to be a cross between like Uno and Pokemon. where you had me at I Uno. Just, I w I wanna make a entry level monster battling card game. Okay. That doesn't require the thing that I hate about all card games, which is pretty much people paying money to have the better decks. Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't be able to win a game because you have more money. I think that's like there that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> it, yeah. It's, it's basically how our country runs uh
0: you know tell that to any baseball team like the yankees right they have more money they'll just buy what they need
1: well there you can have a lot of money and be stupid that's also true you know yeah very true (laughs) you can't buy intelligence but um man it's there's just i don't there's a lot of people like they don't have a lot of money especially like as a kid you don't have a lot of options like i remember as a kid like when i got pokemon cards like i couldn't be buying packs all the time like other people i knew um, and so it just, it, 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 takes away some of the magic from it. So I wanted there to be the simple thing. And because Pokemon, even magic, there are variations where people can play in like groups, but they're primarily a two player game. Mm-hmm. The, none of these systems are really based around like a group. And so it's like, there needs to be something that's like, let's play Pokemon. It's the biggest franchise in the world. That's worth more than Marvel. It's worth more than DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, it's- pretty much combined almost like it's worth that much money but there's no there's no like real experience other than maybe pokemon go where people could be like hey let's play this game together that is like also works for like the adults who like maybe grew up with it and their kids now there's nothing that fills either of those niches so i wanted something that you just buy one box all the cards are there and like you take it out and everyone gets their like hand dealt out to them and then it's a very simple like turn taking game like Uno where like you're really only responsible for doing one thing each turn. So it's like very simple. So like, you know, it could be a party game like you can be hanging around at a table having drinks or eating food. And I can't test that in a virtual way. There's no way to see how that works. Right. So as of now, it's on pause also because of shipping right now. It's very difficult to get your games made. I've bought quite a few from Kickstarter that were towards the beginning of the pandemic that were basically complete. These were from publishers who finished the game. They were just, you know, It was like a designer went to publisher. They were going to publish it on their behalf. So they do the Kickstarter, everything else, and they get a percentage of it. It took them like 14 months to get me one of those games. And they have like a pipeline. They have the relationships with the places that, you know, print the cards, that make the boxes. I don't have any of that. So Mm -hmm. trying to do that right now, even if I began and did the Kickstarter at the beginning of the pandemic, it wouldn't even be available. So I was like, I'm just going to wait till things settle down and just kind of put it on ice. So, but...
0: I got to say, I... Hate deck building games. Um yeah. but I love I mean this isn't a deck building game based on what you're saying, but I, I no. love the I, I don't deck buildings, I just you know, I've played Hearthstone, I've dabbled a little bit with, with Magic the Gathering, and I'm always just like, ah, this is this is too much, man. I, I don't, you know and the idea, it's same thing with those. It's like, oh, do you want to buy the uh, you know, the you want to spend the money to essentially get what you want or to, to hopefully yes. get the legendary card that's going to uh, give you the, uh, the the ability to do that ass whooping that you've always wanted to do, you know, yeah. and uh, I'm like, because ah. I've done that. I, I have a Hearthstone. I play against the, the computer for a while, and then I have like, oh, it's you have to play against other people to earn these things. And someone just has these legendary cards. I'm like, I don't even know what to do with this. Like, I OK, I lose because I don't ha- I didn't buy anything like it's so defeating. I got burned
1: on Hearthstone, too, especially because it felt like at the beginning they were being smart about the way they were introducing cards and the way you could like unlock and get them. So it's like, okay, if you put in the time, you're not really going to have to buy cards. But then they just start putting out new decks and then being like the old ones are going in the vault. We're not using those (laughs) cards. And I'm like, okay, I'm out like I'm out (laughs) like it's again. This isn't you're not building a game for the game. You're building a game to make money. And I understand that's the point of these companies. And I'm like, well, but my job isn't being a game developer but i have an idea for a game that i think would be fun for everyone sure i can make money off of it but i'm not building this to build a pipeline to just get more and more and more money out of people
2: right right but like how also <laughs> talk about building brand loyalty too? like if people because you know it from pokemon to any of the other ones that you had mentioned uh like you people are very aware that yeah The, 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 the prime directive of those are to make money. Like that's, that is a, it is a company, a money-making company at the core. And for something like yours, like what a great, if people knew that there was a, it was, uh, made purely because you were a fan of this type of game or you, you wanted to do it to service the fans. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that is going to create such a different era of brand loyalty about, about the game so it's a great it really in itself is a great business model it's oh, thank you um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: again, i didn't even like i thought about it there was a point where i was making i was like oh i have other ideas for games and like if i do this and it goes well like maybe i'll do those but at the same time like i don't think i want just because kind of like how i was talking about working in games i don't think i want that to be my job yeah i want that to be like oh wow i got to contribute something to this industry that i love but I'm right. still going to primarily just, like, reap the fruits of everyone else's labor. Sure. Instead of, like, me making that my work. Actually, um, I've raised my table uh, so that I could show you. I actually have a copy of it, if you want to see. Well, first of all, I yes. see a
0: classic Nintendo Entertainment oh. System, so kudos to this you, sir. This actually the
1: Lego NES.
0: Oh, look nice. at that. Holy shit, look at that. You can see the... Oh, my God, that's so cool. And cool and if you're just shit. listening, tough shit. Uh, you should check out this video You'll on our YouTube, YouTube channel, yeah. youtubecom podcast. It's it's
1: like I got I've gotten that that has been my uh, my like crazy the people got into bread. I got into like Lego during the
0: pandemic. God bless you, you know, because bread it doesn't keep you healthy, you know.
1: Well, no, I I mean I got into bread. I just didn't make it. I, my <laughs> partner made it. I, I gained a lot of bread weight during the
3: pandemic. Actually. You and me both. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's got if you if you're just listening. He's got such an amazing wall. He's got like a Darwin Initiative poster. He's got a cool Mario like painting. He's got some cool stuff over there.
1: Oh, you are you a fan of Lost? I'm assuming as you.
0: Well, here's the thing. Did you see it? Here's the thing. I have seen Lost. Was I a fan? Mm, I've rewatched it. I watched it all the way through. I rewatched it again because I tried to find the exact point where it, w- it went off for me. And Justin raises his hand. Yes, Justin.
2: Season four, episode three. There you go. I put it down. I never came <laughs> back. <to> episode three. <laughs> it was the point. I don't remember what it was. I just distinctly remember it was season four, episode three, and I went, "I'm done." Much. I don't want it anymore.
0: I definitely, for me, it was it was when uh, I think it was when you it, you showed the others on the like yeah. the, the the people who were working there and how yeah. Jack and all those people were hanging out. It just seemed it started to get really convoluted from that point on of, of, of <laughs> amongst other things. And, and, and then from, yeah, season four was really off when like the boat comes and yeah. Oh just, really? Oh, I you know. love that season. <laughs> I, season five was a wild one. I remember that was like, holy yeah, that, shit, there's stuff happening. Literally. But then season six was just also because that that was a classic show of like, if people literally just would have like talked to each other. Everything would have, yeah. there would have been I mean, no conflict whatsoever. That's, like, that's most things. Though. It is most things, you're right.
1: <laughs> that's, most, that's most, ever. especially like any old sitcom. It's like, well, you can't yeah. make any of these
2: episodes again. Yeah. Right. I, I was just listening to a podcast that we're talking about how writers are really having to get creative now because so much of what used to be conflict in story up through the early 2000s was, is now completely solved with the you know advent of the internet and, and cell phones. Like all yeah. of that, all of those issues now just right out the window. You just and have to do things I like, you know. I don't have service. That's exactly. why. I, yeah.
1: Or like the character got pushed in the pool earlier and it just seemed like a gag. And then they go to pull their phone out and it's dead now. And she's like, oh no. <laughs> we eliminated
3: the problem. We got rid of yeah, the technology.
1: Exactly. Like, it, like stuff like that has to happen. Otherwise, yeah. you know, um, I was actually just on a podcast recently called um, You Can't Make That Anymore. Ah. And it's essentially like about older movies that you can't make today Mm -hmm. and one of the reasons like sometimes shows come on is because like well because of the internet you could never make this game anymore because like you couldn't make this show because everyone has access to information it would have taken someone a 30 second google to like stop this movie from happening (laughs) yeah uh, i have um an early prototype i'll just show you yeah please if you're curious but uh so, like, the way it would work, it's not a deck builder. It's what's called a trick-taking game, which, by the way, po- like, poker is a trick-taking game. It okay. just means that oh, right. um, you you make a move. You have a hand of cards. So the, the central theme is you have your dealt your monsters at the beginning, so everyone gets their monsters. You can only play one at a time, so it's very, like, everyone knows what everyone has. There's nothing complicated on it. Uh, and then you have a hand of five cards that have different things, like, if someone attacks, like, does an attack card to you you have like an evade card or like a reflect and then like it's just it's which is where like the uno concept comes in instead of in uno where you have think of it almost like an economy and you're trying it's like first person to get rid of all their money wins is sort of what uno is yeah in this you're like trying to bankrupt everyone else by like (laughs) hitting them enough so that their monster falls and then you're the last one
0: standing. Gotcha. So if you're like almost like forcing them to play certain cards or whatever, and then if they don't have any more evades, they're going to take hits and then gotcha. That's cool. Or they might want to take a
1: hit because they're like, well, I'll survive because I'm not going to spend my one play right now on a defensive move because I could knock out the next guy on my turn instead. Right. So it's just, uh, Interesting. you just look at your, and you only have five cards. So you're like, it's it's very simple. Like as a you know, you take a new one after you play one, but you never have a lot to think about. They're all very straightforward. Now you're answers, speaking
0: my language. So. Not a lot I, to think yeah, I'm about.
2: Saying, like I'm really getting, I'm getting <laughs> interested in this game.
1: And can now.
0: you show us like one of those cards? Those are beautiful, man. Like those yeah, are really is, well um, done.
1: So it's called, the reason I called it Harmony is like the typings that I chose and came up with. I uh-huh. built it around the central theme of like, there's one which is almost like an avatar typing, which I call yeah. harmonic, and uh-huh. the rest of them are different like resonant frequencies on like a like a kind of energy, so then there's and this is like how simple they are. They just have how much health they have, and it tells you like what their damage values are so like, that's really cool. harmonic has no advantages over other ones, but then the others have the rock paper scissor sort of theme that like Pokemon has, where it's like, okay, this one does. Minus two damage to other ones. This one does minus one damage to those. And it just tells you which two are good against it or bad against it. kind okay. of Okay.
2: That's yeah, cool. Fascinating. How, I mean, I, you see that when you go uh, walk around target or whatever, and you see all, like so, so, so many, many games, games yeah. so many games. Yeah. How do you, how did you come up with, because I'm always fascinated with the the concept that I'm like, there's people who just sit around going, you're going to be a for game and they make it. And now it's out in the shelves. Like, it seems like an overwhelming prospect to come up with all the rules and all the variations and <laughs> the pluses and the minuses and all the I don't like math. How did you come up with the game?
1: Um, so this will make you mad. Uh, <laughs> Good. A lot of my best ideas I come up with um, in the shower or in my sleep. Like I wake up. So this, game, I, so this game actually among two, one other also, which is like if I can make something else, if I do this and then I'm going to make something else, I know what that is. Um, on Unranked, I have a segment called Game or No Game, which we do sometimes, where I take five game titles, and then I give the actual summary to them, as well as a fake one. Sometimes I'll come up with a game title, so both are fake, so they have to be like, this isn't even a game at all. This one, I just wrote the word Pokemon, and then I was like, oh, it's like a combination of poker and Pokemon, where you're playing cards, you have a hand of five cards, and you have to battle it out. And originally, I actually did have a ver- my first version I literally took a deck of poker cards and I just assigned like point values to them. And those were the monsters. So it was like the way it originally worked was like y- if you win the battle, you get to choose which poker cards were played. And whoever builds the best poker hand wins. Um, it ended up actually being too complicated, mixing three games. <laughs> so I pulled poker out. <laughs> I was like, well, I have Uno poker and Pokemon. It's actually too much going on. <laughs> um and then so that like i just wrote that it wasn't very fleshed out and then when i woke up the next morning i was just writing in my notes because i played the game in my dream and then wow there you that's go that's
2: incredible that's I,
1: I, that's ADD. No.
0: <laughs> yes. well you're harnessing it for good so way to go <laughs> I, I,
2: I, nothing makes me happier and more jealous like not angry but just jealous when people are like I woke up and I had this like for people have like that. I woke up and I just started writing lyrics to this song that became, you know, whatever best of you. And I'm just like, fuck you, Dave girl. Yeah. And it's like, you just like, I love that that inspiration comes in your subconscious and, uh, and you were able to harness it. Cause man, I don't remember anything from my dreams <laughs> Good on you for being able to wake up and be like, I have a full game
1: yeah well my partner was like oh, what 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 is it now <laughs> because i was like,
3: <laughs> I, well, it, was it? like
1: it was like was like 6 30 in the morning she wakes up and i'm sitting up on my phone just furiously typing and she was like what are you what are you doing i was like i have a new game i just came up with it let me tell you the whole game and i'm just like reading these rules which at the time because it was just like you know i had it like it was very cloudy but i'm just like yeah. writing it down i'm, I'm like reading it out. i'm like yeah. yeah i'm like this doesn't make sense but i know what this means and i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go put it together
0: That's incredible. And honestly, I look forward to, you know, I if you don't know, that's fine. But when do you anticipate this, you know, becoming available? Because I want to pick up a copy.
1: Well, so shipping and things have gotten a lot better recently. Um, There's still long delays, but now like for for a while, I couldn't even print a prototype. So I've actually recently just ordered what I'm hoping is the final prototype. And I got I did take care of like getting a bunch of other artwork done and like making some updates to it. So if this new one that comes, which now, you know, things are okay, I'm, like, able to see friends again, um, I'll be able to play test it, and then hopefully I can maybe, I'm hoping, I'm hoping before the end of this year is what I'm hoping. Fantastic. Uh, but I, this time I'm not going to announce anything until I'm, like, 100% mm. certain. You That's know?
0: awesome. That's all, Yeah. Where well, uh, if people... Yeah, if people want to keep, like, tabs on, like, when they would possibly be able to know this would come out, where where could they go to, to check it out? My Twitter, just Christian,
1: under, uh, Christian underscore Humes. Uh, that would be the easiest because I might change the name of it just to – because, like, over time I've just been reading, like, about names. Like, it's like I have all this extra time, so I didn't want to do nothing with it, uh, and it, it's – the name makes sense to me, but I think it's actually not very marketable. So I'm trying to come up with. I have some other options. I'm kicking around, but that means then I have to make the, have the logo remade. And <laughs> so, so we'll see.
0: <laughs> well, allow me to throw a name in there. Just mm. you know, whatever. It's Hank the Tanks Wild Ride. I think that's okay. got a real. It's got a real marketable, you know, thing. Has nothing to do with the game, but yeah, it you has know. nothing
1: to do with Mr. Frog's Wild Ride
0: either, right? No, Is it? no, okay. not at all. That's, just, that's, <laughs>
2: that's the Missouri. Uh Ad
0: executive coming out of Doug. Tell you what, people like <laughs> my buddy Hank and tanks, and they love going on. They love going mudding when it's mudding out there. They get in the truck and they spin around. It's a wild ride. There you go. People gonna people want to buy it. They go do it. There's so this like a like
1: start to finish style board game like shoots and ladders where there's like donuts <laughs> and mud circles, and if you land on the wrong spot, it spins you back to the other side of the board, and then you have to restart ah, it again.
0: There you go. Yeah. It's
1: like,
2: oh, you did hit a you deer. That's Jimmy a bonus because a now you've got me. I love this.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. So,
2: this is our new segment called Christian Makes Us a Game.
0: Yes. I love it. Yeah, we'll just tap you up and be like, Christian, we need a game. Give us an idea. And you're like, cool. I got it. Bam. Here yeah, you go. What
2: can you do? Jared brings up in the chat. Uh, what would the game Uncle Doug's Puzzle Basement look like? <laughs>
0: Uncle Doug's Puzzle Basement. By the way, Uncle uh, Doug's Puzzle Basement Fights is what he says. But oh, I guess yeah, we, but I'm, I'm dropping that. You're yeah, dropping that. Just Uncle Doug's, yeah. puzzle, basement. Just Uncle Doug's puzzle Basement. What's that game?
1: What's that game? So, my first instinct would be to make something based on like 13 Dead End Drive. I don't know if you've ever played this game, but it's one of those board games that like actually has like 3D pieces. Like, you know, you'll stand like a backup to it. Okay. And it's, it's sort of a... Reverse clue where instead of you're solving a murder, there's like traps and things so like people can get killed during the game. Um, I think Uncle Doug's puzzle basement should have like traps, secret door, secret rooms, and you've got to collect. It's like you go into the basement one at a time. You take turns. So it's like on my turn, I get to enter the basement and I get to try and find something. Maybe I get the flashlight. So like the lights are off when you're in the basement. It's like now on my next turn when I go in. I'm going to be able to look around in the room. So um, you remember those boards that were, like, red yeah. with, like, the blue? Yes. And you, used, you know, it would be something yeah. like that maybe involved. So, like, the flashlight unlocks those things. So now I have a big advantage because I can see where certain items are. Um, and there's going to have to be some kind of a puzzle. There's, like, three pieces of something. Whoever gets all three first wins.
2: Can I make a slight adjustment? Instead of a flashlight, could it yeah. be a flashlight? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, in Uncle Doug's? sitting with more of the history of Uncle Doug's puzzle. Well, I think... I think that's actually a
1: smart idea, but what you would do is you'd have both the flashlight and the flashlight. So you know, like, okay, there's only four places in Uncle Doug's Basement where this can go. There's a game called Key to the Kingdom, which is really cool. (laughs) You get these little pouches, right? And there's items, and the one everyone's looking for is called the key. Whoever finds Key to the Kingdom, if they get back to the beginning with it, they win. Uncle Doug's Basement would use a similar mechanic where all the different hiding spots at the beginning of the game, you shuffle all the cards, put them into the locations of the basement, And you know, there's only four places where the flashlight or the fleshlight could be. So you might end up getting the fleshlight by accident while looking for the flashlight. And then you'd find two other cylindrical objects to have in there, too, that can give you different mechanics.
2: (laughs) I am. Someone please tell me you're writing this down because this all
0: all needs to happen. I love Jared. Jared goes, the fleshlight glows because of all the bacteria. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Jared, for (laughs) throwing in this inside joke for our brand new guest. Appreciate it. It's an ongoing joke that's existed for a long time about Uncle um, what possibly. is a podcast. It's not a series of insights, right? Games. You know, that's what's great. <laughs> Slotty goes, we're actually recording it. So yeah, we got it. So, <laughs> great. This is, Oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm recording? super excited for your game. I think that's really like, cool. Yeah. And I love, I love my, Uno's big at my house. My daughter, she just turned six. She loves Uno inside and out. That's her jam. Um, The other half of that Pokemon is something I'm still wrestling with because I was bullied into getting Let's Go Eevee colon a Pokemon game. I don't know. I don't know what they're called. Anyway, but they're like, Doug, you should get Pokemon for your daughter because she would love it. And I'm like, I don't know. I guess she probably could. She'd love all the different creatures and Eevee looks cute. But I was like, ah, this is a lot, man. This is a lot to... (laughs) really for myself because she's going to need help and I'm going to have to be there. And I'm also the kind of, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a gamer at heart where I'm like, listen, we got to do this the efficient way. We got to, we got to, we're going to do it right. We're going to get to the we end gotta of the game. max Pokemon. Right. We got to <laughs> min-max. It's like, what's this thing strong against? What's it weak against? We've got to figure it out, you know? And so I got it. Doug had
2: a spreadsheet out for her. He made it really fun. Pokemon, though, is like the ultimate
1: game to learn that kind of thing because the systems are really simple. So yeah. it is like a my first, you know, like min-max game if you really want to get into that. Yeah. Like, it's a good way for her to start. It's going to be frustrating for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I imagine it's not about you
0: at this point, really, is it? uh, No, it's not. And I keep telling myself it's not about me. Uh, but we got it. We put it on. Very quickly, she learned how to catch a Pokemon, which she loved. She was just very much like, although she did throw the controller, which I was like, please don't (laughs) be careful. And she's like, I got to do it hard. I'm like, no, you don't. And she just chucked it. I was like, oh, my God. Um, And she just liked catching it to the point where I was like, can we please stop catching Ratatadas and Pidgeys? Like, can we go (laughs) forward? She's like, there's another one. I'm like... I don't know. Like our party is two creatures. The whole they're all the same, and they're leveling up. I don't know if these are good. I'm assuming they're not because they're starter ones. I don't know what yeah. exists in this game, but I don't know. But we're running out of balls. We have to get more pokeballs. Like I don't. And she's just like gotta catch him. I'm catching him. I'm like good.
2: She she, she she picked the thing up and just said gotta catch them all, Dad. It yeah. says right here.
0: She's just doing this, and the whole time I'm sitting there going. I don't know if I can handle this, but she can't read all the words. So I have to like read the dialogue to her. I was like, I have to be here with her. And at the same time, I'm like, this is so much information. We go to a forest. And I thought, I'm like, all right, cool. We've got Pidgeys. We've got some plant creature. We've got Ratatatas. And then I don't know, whatever else we found. And then we go to this forest. I'm like, there's a bunch more. I'm like, I don't know what's good. Do we need to get all these? What should I be leveling up? Evie's doing great, but I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, you learned this new skill. Do you want to forget something old? I'm like, I don't know. Is Quick Attack better than one of these other things? I don't know. And i just How old is she? She's six. She just turned six. Okay.
1: So because yeah, so, that is a lot of dialogue then. Mm-hmm.
0: To, yeah. yeah. And I do good. Yeah. I, I do appreciate doing that stuff. I like doing voices and I I enjoy reading that stuff oh, to her. Yeah. I have I have no no problem with that, but this isn't necessary. my wife's like, yeah, you you're on your own on this one. I'm not helping. <laughs> I have zero interest in anything to do with this. So she my wife will play Animal Crossing with her and stuff and that's like nice. a good game for them, which is the, she's like I'm mm-mm, I'm out <laughs> on this. Christian <laughs> I am dealing with a problem of mm-hmm. there's there's this un Un, I don't know. There's Unbasket this anger. There's this yeah. anger in my well, chest about this because it's it's because it's overwhelming to me. And I, what's
1: what's unfortunate is you're actually playing the game that's giving you confirmation bias. I think on your fears of what Pokemon is <laughs> because because Let's Go, so the Pokemon Let's Go: Cole and Evie, as you say, yeah. um, <laughs> is the first game where catching them all is actually the core mechanic. Oh, like that is that is like. The beginning of the game, typically in Pokemon, you'll meet the professor, which like if you just think about it as a JRPG, this Mm -hmm. is like the elder who's like, you have to go and save the land. And in this one, he's like, you should become the best Pokemon trainer and catch them all. But the end catch them all is probably done by like 1% of people that play Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Pokemon Go, the Pokemon, which is for the mobile, that game was primarily just catching. Like they didn't even have battling for a little while. It was like just catching. Yeah. They made Let's Go as a, like, let's try and bring over all these people that played Pokemon Go that don't actually play the more video game version. And so they made an in-between, where the core mechanic of the game you're playing is primarily just catching, and the battling has never been more minimized as either as the leveling or any of that. So it is really, like, it is actually built for maybe, like, a six-year-old to be able to hopefully understand but it has got to be mind numbingly boring uh, i mean after you. a while when she kept
0: because a lot of it too is you know this the, you seeing the same animation over yeah. and over yeah. and over of like the ball slowly zooming in slowly zooming in cool you got it hey opening up this screen hey it's added to your inventory hey i'm just like <laughs> but at the same time i'm like Hey kid, if you're cool with this, I'm like I don't know how big your bags are. I don't know how many of these ratatatas you can pick up, but uh, you know, go wild. Like I don't know, yeah. do you sell them for cash? I don't know how it works. I don't know you how this sell universe them for works. For meat, for meat. It
3: makes
1: <laughs> me wonder though. When we were younger, were we any better? No. Did we not just play the same segments of games over oh. and over and over again?
0: undoubtedly oh. and it was it was the games like nintendo games were designed to be played yeah. over they, they were they not were really hard <laughs> they were very hard they were not d- riddled with cutscenes or anything no. it was just they were based on arcade games that were like yeah. had high scores for things like ninja Gaiden, and you're like what wow i said Gaiden really really southern for some reason y'all been, the y'all been that one, playing yeah. that ninja Gaiden? y'all been playing it it's hard as hell you get hit you get knocked back go right into the pit and you're dead but, you know, the idea that, yeah, that stuff really was super complicated. So I can only imagine. I remember specifically one time because the games had passwords, right? This mm-hmm. all, and all that really long, intricate oh, yeah, passwords. Yeah. Yep. And one time we were playing Castlevania 2. My brother had written down this password and his handwriting was awful. It was just absolutely atrocious. And we couldn't read what a couple of the characters were that he had written. And the password wasn't working. And my mom got so mad at him. I don't know why. She, had, she was just like... Your writing is so bad. (laughs) You're done. Go to bed. And she sent him to bed and she told me to play it. But I'm like, but I don't know what the password is. We can't continue. I had to start over. But it's like, for some reason, she was just like, you piece of shit. You can't write the password down right. Go to bed. Oh, my God. (laughs) She was like, get good. Right? Write better. Uh, Yeah. So to answer your question, no. It was was no better. I feel like it's worse now because we have the technology to be better, but we choose not to. So... (laughs)
2: Now, Doug, knowing uh, from a practical standpoint, knowing that this game is designed like for specifically for that. It's uh, what is bugging you is the intent of the game.
0: Does that make it better? It does. Actually, that does. Christian, that that background does make it better because I did notice like. The catching mechanic is a lot of fun. It's And mm. Natalie really enjoys doing that. And the battling didn't happen for a really long time. Now, again, I don't know how quickly it happens in the games normally. Oh, like right away. Yeah, I was just like, ah, yeah. okay. Well, I was like, what are, we're not just supposed to catch these things, right? We're supposed to put them in a the ring to fight each other. Like, when does that happen? And then it finally happened. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. here we go. And, and, but yeah, there's just the, the mechanic of actually doing that. I could see how this would be enjoyable for her just to be like, cool, I'm catching. I'm like, great. You know what? That'll be cool. And then one of the assholes in the discord sent her a fucking stuffed animal of Evie to really (laughs) Uh, seal the deal. And she loved it. She saw it. She's like, oh, I'm taking it to school today. I'm like, you bastards. Why? (laughs) It is adorable, but why? Why? Now, she's only played it once so far. Yeah. She has not like been like, Dad, let's play it again. That's kind of how she is. At some point, she'll be like, Dad, do you want to play this again? Like the other day, she's like, Dad, you want to play Minecraft? I'm like, we haven't played Minecraft in like six months. I don't even know what we were doing. I'm also bad at that game too. But I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? And then she just was like kind of obsessed with it. Like, Dad, let's play, let's play Minecraft. So I have a feeling this might happen again, maybe. Yeah, um, maybe.
1: I don't. Pokemon, the idea that Pokemon is a fad and is something
0: that doesn't stay with you
1: for life i think can be disproven (laughs) now i think once you're in pokemon that's it you don't leave you might like kind of stop a little bit but at some point it's gonna bring you back you're gonna be back it's it's just once
2: that switch flips it's
0: i think that's what i'm afraid of
2: turn it off we've got a buddy chris velucci we never mentioned him and i've mentioned him twice in this podcast but (laughs) He is, uh, he is, he has taught me that because he is a Pokemon freak mm. and he not, and he fully admits, he's just like, I'm in my thirties now. And I like, he's got the Pokemon pedometer that for the Pokemon nice. go game would yep. like yep. track us like, give him more points or what? I'm like, you're lucky that you have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. Women love problem. Pokemon, man. Yeah. Right. How could you we not? They're adorable. You know, I didn't realize until again until I started hearing all of that I'd never realized I'm years late to the game but never realized how popular it
1: actually is I mean it was the perfect idea it was what if we had cute animals so it's like yeah women love cute animals and they battle each other it was like boys like fighting that was <laughs> like in the 90s someone entered a room and said that and right now we're still talking about it
0: <laughs> yeah it's 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 amazing and, and it, the thing is like I she hasn't the switch hasn't been flipped yet for her, yeah and I don't know, a part of me would be, okay, I think, okay with it. I think I'm going to struggle with, I'm going to have to carve out some mental space for this because I also want to be a good dad and also mm. be able to, because a part of me also wants to be a part of it. And okay. that's the part I'm trying to silence is because I'm like, I don't need another thing about, like, <laughs> it's, I have enough, it's so true, I have dude. enough nerd stuff in my life. I don't need. I don't need Pokemon. I really don't. But I want to share that. That's the reason why I bought it. I was like, this would be kind of cool if yeah. Natalie and I together yeah. figured out this work, Because I don't know shit about it. She doesn't know shit. I'm like, let's figure it out. Hey, here's a tad. I don't know. What does he do? Like, it just, it'll be kind of fun. And also, Slotty was like, your birthdays and Christmases are good from now until ever. Oh, I mean, yeah. the toys yep. you can buy them are that's, just that's endless. So mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> my birthday being uh, in late November is almost always on a large video game or console release. Like, so I have gotten many Pokemon like games and things throughout my life on my birthday.
0: That's amazing. So that is
1: definitely true.
0: <sighs> yeah. So I don't know. I'm scared.
1: Do you have a Pokemon you like yet, design-wise? Is there one that you're like, oh, it's I like It's
0: hard to say because I've only seen a couple. Um, yeah. I haven't seen a whole lot. And I don't even... I know there's talk that, you know, there's evolutions. And I don't know what mm-hmm. those come out mm-hmm. to be. People are talking about new stuff right now. Like, there's, what, three? There They just like,
1: announced
0: what is the ninth. So there's... So each
1: game... There's tons of Pokemon games. But there's only eight generations of pokemon Mm -hmm. so a new generation is always dictated by like a core game where it's the actual like normal game where you get three new starters and it's a new location and you have a new championship to go beat that's there's been eight of those okay so the ninth one was just announced they're outside of one game they've always been three years apart so it's just on time i think people were surprised by it i was a little surprised by it but i've still been saying it should if they're on track come this year because they just had a game come out but it was the thing about it, it's still kind of a side game, the one that came out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because of its scale. People thought it was something else. But mm-hmm. um, I'm very excited. It's, it's all it's it's set up to take place. It's the new location. They always theme them on regions of the world. The first couple are like Japan. Uh, the recent one was London. This one is Spain. It's mm. all like so we haven't seen anything other than the starters and some images of it but based on that like all, everyone loves the starters which is usually like that's one of the things when they show off the new starters before they like really show off anything else people are always kind of you know hating on one or two and just immediately you know we you know gamers we love to hate everything oh, yeah. so uh people this time everyone loves all of them i haven't seen anyone really say anything bad i'm sure they exist but primarily speaking People are very excited for this
0: game. I think that's also something that just for whatever reason gets on my nerves irrationally is like people were posting about that in the Discord and I had no idea what they were talking about. I was like, what the fuck? Are you well, guys talking it, about like there it, it was some like
1: Harry Potter house shit, to be honest. Oh,
0: without that, I mean, recorded. name any nerd. I was like, oh, this is what it's like when I'm talking about nerd stuff. And my wife's like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, right. Okay, now I get it. Because people will just list stuff like, so I just said in the chat, Doug is going to be a Gyarados guy. I don't know what that is. I have no idea. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, you know, I think I remember if in the Viridian Forest, there's a rare encounter with Pikachu that you can get. It's like a one out of 152 chance that I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. I know who Pikachu <laughs> is, but I don't know yep. what any of this is. And for some reason, hearing that string of stuff, I was like, eat shit. I don't know what you're talking about. Someone posted <laughs> these three things. and like It was a cat, some, some weird dinosaur thing, and like a Donald Duck looking thing. Yep. And I was like, what are we looking at? I go, is this in my game? Like, I don't know what this is. And people are like, oh, my God. This is colloosive minds. I'm like, I don't I don't know. I I just I think Noah was like, you know, undoubtedly, this cat is going to get turned into rule 34. Undoubtedly, it's going to happen. I was like, oh, Oh. probably.
1: Yeah. Anything that has
2: fur. (laughs) (laughs) What a good rule. I don't know if I've ever drawn that parallel, but that makes sense.
1: Yeah. That's like no one's saying that about the duck like feathers. First of all, who's who's out there making feather costumes that's not gonna be easy that's not mm. gonna be comfortable mm. you think of a fursuit's gonna be hot put on feathers that's not no one's gonna like that
0: yeah because so. you, you want it to look good right and if you want it, yeah. you know, it feathers you know you do a shitty job with feathers uh, that says a lot about you you know and the
1: other one is is based on what looks to be like a a pepper and a crocodile so it's gonna have to be smooth so like that's like a, like a leather or like a latex fetish that's not mm. like furries mm-hmm. so but if it's got fur it's gonna happen
0: yeah it's definitely yeah well like it's it's a weed cat i don't know there's just a whole bunch yeah, of people stuff people
1: call it weed cat i i you know i got shut down by it on people but i prefer to call it cannabis kitty or okay. cannabis cat Ooh. i like the alliteration i do uh, too that's just me
0: yeah this, noah says i did see some oh. quaxly cock on twitter that's great oh, that's no good fuck. to know it's good to oh, know.
1: right, because I think ducks have weird penises. That's the, the right? corkscrews. They have the corkscrew. yeah. yeah. So, okay, no, they're <laughs> definitely going to be rule third ing that duck. Yep, yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Yeah. I just because the the way that everyone slips into the Pokemon talk, and I just realize I feel like it, it is 100% a different language, and I'm like, I don't know. But you will. See, You're everyone says that! Everyone has said that! You will. You will. And I'm like, I don't yeah. know. I'm resistant to it, but at the same time, I'm like, I have to accept that I probably will. And whether or not I I like it,
1: it's like, I won't. (laughs) Yeah, that's. Don't fight it. Embrace it. I'm trying to. It'll be easier because just think about it this way you're going to hear about this video game for at least the next 25 years of your life just from your daughter. From yeah. that alone, forget every other place you're going to see it, like the Discord. Yeah, It's going to be a lot easier on you if you just learn what it is. Yeah. You know,
0: I, I, if anything, I could use it as as, as as a place to make jokes, you know, and and maybe get some other things because the Pokemon world is just something that is like there's a wall there. It's like calculus. Yes. At some point, yeah. I just was like, this is the wall. I'm not going to get past it whatever i'm gonna move on to something else you don't have to learn them all though that's the thing they're
1: like impenetrable there's like because a lot of games don't actually have all of them catchable you can trade them into them but primarily the first two generations because people my age grew up with them they continue to put those in like because you know it's it's still meant to be a world so you should see similar animals in same places there shouldn't always be you know, a hundred new species every region. So they'll bring in older ones and they bring in a lot of the favorites. So a lot of the Pokemon you're seeing right now is actually perfect for you because Let's Go Colin, an Eevee and Let's Go Colon Pikachu are remakes of the original Pokemon okay. where they basically stripped down all the battle mechanics. They made it a lot easier to level up and like make your Pokemon strong and then added all these catching mechanics. So the okay. game is more based on catching them. So you're going to actually see a lot of the Pokemon that they're still like focus on a lot in modern games so playing this game alone when that new game comes out you're gonna be like i know what that is
0: (laughs) i don't know i just i just my heart just filled up with with rage (laughs) because i am gonna know what that is i'm like what what but then you'll
1: have new jokes you can make because then then, even if you don't like Pokemon, now you'll know it. So then then you can
0: make really good jokes about Pokemon. Or, like, what am I going to have to sacrifice as hard drive space in my brain to make room for oh, wh- whatever yeah. the hell Charizard is? Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't, you know.
1: That's my short-term memory. I'll remember all of this stuff, but if you want to know where my keys or my wallet is, or, like, that is that is an almost impossible task for me.
0: Oh my god, Jared <laughs> Ger- goes. Someone needs to buy Natalie the Pokemon encyclopedia so she could teach Doug all about them. No, I will have to read it to her, and then <laughs> There's that's no
1: reason to get a Pokemon encyclopedia. It changes like, every year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. You've, you've given me hope, Christian, okay. and I appreciate that. You've, you've helped calm me a little bit. You've inflamed some of the already existing rage just because of it is what it is. But at least I don't know, this this'll be fun. Is it again, I think it comes down to it's not about me. It's about yeah, Natalie. Right. It's about and her having a good time,
1: you know? You really don't have any choice in the matter at this point. <laughs> Pokemon's gonna so. be in your life. So it's just right now the decision you need to make is how you wanna how you wanna feel about Pokemon when it's gonna be in your life for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah. I mean there's worse <laughs> things, right? There's way worse things. And Pokemon yep. is, is is it'll be fine. It's just it's daunting. It's like someone being like, "Hey dude, have you checked out this anime? It's got 500 episodes." You're like, "Ah."
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So, that was the thing I was going to say cuz but I didn't cuz I was it's going to enrage you. But why not? Um, I don't know if you ever heard the anime One Piece, which I just recently I watched. People always like to talk about how many episodes it has. It only had a 1000 uh, like 11 episodes. I watched all of it in just over 2 months. Um but Pokemon actually has 1, like 200 episodes. It has even more episodes than One Piece because it's been running uninterrupted every year since the year like the game launched. It's one of the longest running TV shows of all time, <laughs> but people don't think about it because it's not this one over like arching story. It's like every time a new game comes out, they send Ash to the new reason, and it's almost like you hit the reset button, but never totally. Because he's still every now and then. Brings his old Pokemon along, his old friends along and stuff. But for some reason, he's still the same age. He's like a 10-year-old kid. It's been going for like 25 years. But Pokemon yeah, it's, a that world. it's is like, weird it's world, like Doctor Who meets Pokemon. It is. Yeah. It is. In fact, yes, it is. Um, huh. I, I used to do a show. It's on like semi-permanent hiatus until like we can actually like have a good schedule to do it again. But it is a show called Ultimate Fictional Character, which I was told is a little bit like the game at the end of, of this show where you know, we pit things against each other. Doctor Who won our first season and ended up going against Ash actually Ooh. which was uh, nice. that was one of the most difficult choices I've ever had to make in my life Wow! <laughs> talk, about, talk about first world problems <laughs>
0: <laughs> listen man I don't know how to get Putin out of Ukraine but I'll tell you what I did figure out is who would win in a fight between Ash yes. and Doctor Who alright yeah. <laughs> well, that's another question actually is the anime is the, the Pokemon show worth watching
1: it wasn't until now. Okay. Literally, when the new game came out, they did something very unexpected, and they didn't just put him in a new region. They also re-summarized like, the original episode of Pokemon, almost as if it's like a soft reboot. And they introduced a character that's like his actual rival that he like travels with in a way. But instead of them going after the same thing, they have very different goals. And so the new character's name is Go, and he's based on like the mechanics of Pokemon go and he catches Pokemon like crazy. And the biggest problem with Pokemon in the past was it felt like it was never going anywhere. And of course he'd always get reset every time. Um, And they were, they were very cheap on Pokemon. Like you're getting like one or two different species in episode time, like, which is fine. You're giving each one its own centric episode, but evolutions like rarely happen because they, they're, it's their moneymaker. The, the, the lower levels are often cuter and people, they sell more toys. So like they, now Every episode, it's like, oh, here's a legendary Pokemon. Here's a mythical Pokemon. We're going to have, like, three Pokemon evolve this episode. Ash is going to do, like, two crazy battles this week. Like, they, they have sped up the timeline on everything. It's actually been very interesting. And the way Netflix, because they're the ones distributing it in the U.S., it's not like Saturday morning cartoons. The animation's a lot nicer, and they put it in, like, batches of 12. So, like, every three months, there's new 12 episodes come out. Cool. It's called Pokemon Journeys. I would just say, like, okay. anyone interested in Pokemon... Or let did like the anime or thought about it. Now is like the only time I'd ever say it's worth watching. Okay. The, all the old stuff is primarily, you know, old Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't
2: Batman the Animated Series. It was...
0: <laughs> gotcha. It was, yeah, that I classic...
2: Now it's worth watching because you finally have enough episodes to binge to make it worth <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just blew through 10, but now you've got 1,200 and you're yeah. good <laughs>
3: to go for a while. Yeah, It'll take I've seen month. almost
1: every episode of Pokemon, yeah. but uh, I wouldn't recommend it. I would really just say, outside of the new stuff, just skip it.
0: Okay. Skip all of it. I did see Detective Pikachu. Just That was by good stuff. I enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. fun. I was like, I'm sure there's a bunch of Easter eggs in here that I don't get. I don't understand these references. Yeah. But I found it enjoyable. I liked, you know, it was cool. I was like, yeah. okay. I
1: don't Ryan know. Reynolds was a surprisingly good choice.
0: Yeah. And I also like the the kid that played the, the lead in it, too. He is, yes. He's a really great actor. Yeah, I forget awesome. his name, but he was he was really awesome. good. It's very very uh, interesting. Justice Smith. Yes, that's yeah. his name. Yeah, he's a really great actor. He's very enjoyable. So... All right, uh, Justin, I got bad news for you, buddy. If I've got to learn it, it's also going to waterfall right down to you, buddy.
2: I have gotten really good at tuning things out. (laughs) I haven't paid attention to most of this episode.
0: (laughs) You know how I uh, slowly worked uh, D&D into your life? Well, guess what? Yeah,
2: here's the thing. That's not going to (laughs) happen. If you if you crack me on Pokemon, you deserve some sort of, like, presidential award or something. Here's the
0: thing. I don't know how I could really pull this off to, like, logically be like, Justin, I think I know how... You, I, you should check this out, and here's why. I don't think I could give you a, a logical reason to make it happen. I don't think I could. The
2: mental gymnastics on that, like that would be beyond parkour. Like you would need superhuman, like you need to Iron Man that shit. Do you like RPG games? No. Okay. So then, yeah, that's, that's basically a, uh, do you like
1: Super Smash Brothers? Love Super Smash Brothers. Well, there you, you could get into those Pokemon. Like that's a good entry point for people that don't like Pokemon. Just like start, fight with Pikachu. Get to know
2: Pikachu a little bit. Pikachu is <laughs> one of my least favorite characters in Super Smash Bros. It's Kirby all day. Wow. Or okay.
1: okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff's underrated.
2: Yeah. Just... Actually, I do admit Jigglypuff is underrated. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah.
1: I like little pink puff balls. What are you going to do? Well, so here's a Pokemon fact for you uh, Jigglypuff, it's actually not Jigglypuff, but it's another one called Clefairy. It looks very similar. It's a pink round circle. This mm-hmm. one has like a different hair tuft thing going on but it also has ears. So it's it's similar though. But uh that Pokémon was originally going to be uh Clefairy was going to be the main mascot that they were trying to push, not Pikachu. Interesting. But Pikachu because they cuz pink the reason that and I found this out recently, pink is in Japan like meant to be very like very cute and like it also is like uh like mystical or magical like kind of things like that, which is why like In anime, there's a lot of, like, pink blob creatures or pink ball creatures. I just started noticing at one point while I was watching different animes, I'm like, why is this across, like, every genre it shows up? Anything that has some kind of a creature or character that doesn't look human, there's always, like, a pink, either amorphous or ball one. So that was what they were going with. And then I guess people saw Pikachu, and then it, like, immediately they just dropped that Pokemon from being the like primary suspect. And they put Pikachu as like Ash's partner and made Pikachu the one to go with. Interesting. Which it's crazy to think now with Pikachu being probably the most recognizable character of all time. So, yeah,
2: Yeah, I feel like Pikachu, you know, joking aside, Pikachu is up there near Mickey as far as absolutely like, like, yeah, it's it, you. I mean, it's P- worth
1: P- more money. Pikachu is literally like worth more money than than M- Mickey or Minnie Mouse. That's
2: or, still blowing my mind. Yeah, that that I fa- that I that's, I've, I'm, I don't doubt it. It's just really hard to wrap my head around that.
1: They're the Disney of video games. That's what Nintendo is. You know, they yeah. they they're, they're like we're putting it in our vault. We'll let you play it again in, like, two systems. We don't do backwards compatibility. We'll bring it back as a remake, and you can play it again when you're older.
0: (laughs) They lock it. They lock it away. They make it, they create that, uh, what is that, scarcity with it, Mm -hmm. you know? Bastards. But
1: it's too good for me to skip. (laughs) I can't fight it. I don't have the strength.
0: It's nostalgia, you know? Again, like, I I get it. There's certain things where, you know, I will, I, I went and watched the Warcraft movie. I knew there was a good chance it was going to be bad, but god damn it, I grew up with that game. I love mm-hmm. the MMO. I was like, I'm going to watch this movie. It was on sale for five bucks recently. I bought it. I was like, this isn't a great movie, but god damn it, <laughs> if I don't love me, the world of Warcraft. You know, it's just, it's so great. And I look at it being like, god, this was a missed opportunity, this movie was. But you know, I so same thing, like I get it, if something... That you like you see it like ooh, you're, you're gonna be drawn to it because there's there's a connection to it to your childhood or something and i get it and i i, I understand
1: <laughs> that that right there is actually like an equivalent for me where i never played warcraft mm-hmm. so when that came out i was like what the fuck am i gonna watch this fucking warcraft movie it's like absolutely this, the cg doesn't even look that great it's like not- parts of it definitely did but there's so much that there were so many parts that we were I'm like okay well Why not just put this in the video game instead because it looks it doesn't look real in so many parts. Um, But I might play him one day. I might play because I'm just hoping, you know, with this with this Microsoft Activision Blizzard buyout, Mm. I would assume that would mean I would be able to play Warcraft via Game Pass. Yeah. So their numbers have gone way down at this point. So what good better way to bring new subscribers in than to suddenly you don't need to pay for a Warcraft subscription if you have a Game Pass subscription?
0: Boy, what a weird time to hop into it. There's a lot that's happened.
1: But that's kind of why <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, why not? Why not? If, I, if I, it's already going to be there, but I don't think I'm going to put the money in and ever try it if it's not. Like, yeah. But if, if I'm just getting it because I'm getting Game Pass already, yeah, I'll check it out.
0: Yeah. I mean, why not? Right. It, it, it'll probably be confusing as hell, but sure. I'm sure it could be entertaining. So I, I'd love to get your perspective on it. It'd be pretty cool. I'd be like, I just have a very neutral and objective look at this game. No attachments. Here's my experience. It'd be very uh, interesting.
1: I, I know what Warcraft is. I saw the South Park Warcraft episode. Yeah. Like I was able to get a lot of the references because a lot of the references were things that are cross video games, like mm-hmm. terminology and things like that. But even then I was like, I bet if I knew what Warcraft was, I'd find this even funnier.
0: I found like, that that episode, like I, I as soon as it was done, I got I got on a phone with my friend who I played that with. I'm like, "Did you see?" it? He goes, "I was watching it too, <laughs> man!" And we just nerded out. It was so funny. There was so many inside jokes and all this sort of stuff, and it was it was phenomenal. And I got every one of them. So I imagine now, I'm just now yeah. connecting that to how someone could watch like something like Detective Pikachu and be like, "Oh my god, this is so yeah. cool!" I'm like, "I get oh, it." Oh, I was
1: losing my mind when i saw that movie i get it yeah i get it oh yeah Yeah. when the trailer came out uh, i watched it like 30 times that day (laughs) (laughs) i was like pausing it on frames like oh look there's that one (laughs) yeah right exactly
0: all that stuff probably watching ready player one i know there's like some pokemon references in there too and stuff like that so who knows maybe maybe not i don't know
2: jared said they announced detective pikachu 2 so i guess that's that's gonna be a thing that's Yeah, Jared, where's your that.
0: source, you fucking liar?
2: <laughs> he is a day ahead of us, so he might have information we don't have. <laughs> I don't know. I
1: think they're doing a game. Pokemon thought fans thought we were getting... Oh, uh,
0: yeah, that's what it said.
1: Apparently it's in development, but I think I think the game is in development. I think the movie is not.
0: Well, yeah, so what do you think game. about so that, they're doing, Jared? They're
1: doing a, there's a development for the game, but the movie is... Uh, they never greenlit one, which I think is because Netflix instead greenlit a Pokemon live action TV show. Yeah. So I think that's why they're not doing a sequel to the movie, which, quite frankly, it would be hard to do a Detective Pikachu sequel because the detective is no longer in Pikachu. Uh, so it would be a very different movie for the sequel. <laughs> yeah, I just. Wait, Goog-
0: the detective is no
2: longer in. P- did Pikachu?
1: Spoiler hit- alert. Yeah. Well, Pikachu uh, and the detective had to play. Uh. uh you know, Dan 101, if, if you will, is what that was happened there. The detective was inside Pikachu. Rule 34 is what I'm yes. referencing.
2: Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Got it. There you
2: go. No more spoilers. That cleared that up. <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu made a visit to Uncle Doug's puzzle basement is yes, what happened. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, he did. <laughs> I mean, he lost. Dang.
0: You found the flashlight instead of the flashlight. <laughs> dun, dun, dun.
2: Speaking of Uncle Doug's puzzle basement and things that live inside mm-hmm. of Doug's uh, I'm rusty, Doug. I've been off for two weeks. It's all right. You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical, practical,
1: practical, 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 practical.
2: Ask practical, Doug. Oh, it is that time again for Ask Practical, Doug. For those of you who are new to this segment. There's a small Doug that lives inside the larger Doug. That small Doug is known as Practical Doug, and he helps steer Big Doug in most of life's decisions. And our fans get to ask Practical Doug any question they want. So if you would like to ask Practical Doug a question, you can jump on social media and even hashtag AskPracticalDoug. You can jump into our Discord. You can join us live here when we stream on Tuesdays, and you can ask in the chat. Today's question comes all the way from tomorrow. Jared in Australia is asking, Practical Doug, how early should you pack for a trip? For example, if you're going uh, interstate for a week, how far ahead would you pack for an international trip?
0: That's a great question, Jared, and thank you for asking. Um, You know, for me, it's Practical Doug, I like to get all of the things that I don't need packed, right? Because I don't like... Mm to rush i don't want to forget something i want to make sure that i have everything lined up and i've done this before where i wait to the last minute i'm just throwing stuff because i i don't know i like to say i'm a typical dude i don't need much you know my my packing is usually done very quickly i don't have a lot of i don't have hair so i don't have to worry about shampoo or you know a lot of that sort of stuff so it's it's pretty easy it's pretty easy for me to, to pack for stuff but especially for something like you know a uh, weekend trip—it's pretty easy. Throw a couple things in a bag, bing bang boom—you're done. Uh, you know, interstate for a week, no big deal. International, different story, right? Because you got a lot more things to consider. You got to make sure you have your passport. You got to make sure you've got—you know—nowadays know, it's not that as big of a deal. It's like the right currency. You can just use digit, you know, your debit card and shit like that, as long as you learn know what's going mm-hmm. on. But you've got a—there's a lot more that goes into that. You also want to pack light, you know. Because you don't want to be carrying around a bunch of shit all the time. So, to really get to to the crux of this is, you know, if 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 it's, you know, if you're doing international, give yourself the time. You don't need your passport. You're not using it every day, so pack it early. Get it in there. Get it done. You know, figure out what clothes you're not going to wear before your trip that you are going to wear on your trip. Get them in there. Get the shoes in there. That you know, wait. It's like moving. You don't pack up your kitchen stuff until the last minute right because you kind of have to you need silverware, plates and all that sort of stuff but your comic books those can get packed away you know your dvds if you still have them those could go away you know all that stuff that you can just sort of you know put in there that's not necessary put it in there so i say give yourself if you're going international give yourself a couple of days make sure you're prepared get all that stuff ready to go if you're going interstate who gives a shit man Pack all
2: your comic books for when you travel internationally. There you go. Yeah, that's what I was. (laughs) Okay, that's what I heard. Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) I have a question um, for Practical Doug. Yes. Is Practical Doug because you're a practical person, or is this a persona that you take on while you answer these questions? Both. Okay. Because while you're answering this, I'm like, I don't know. I pack my bag 30 minutes before I have to leave. Like, (laughs) that is typically how that works. That's great. A week early is. a level of planning that I can't even fathom. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's you know it depends. It you know, usually
2: the night before or the day before. Like yeah. I'll I'll you know if I'll spend the day kind of throwing things and getting things ready and together. But I
0: feel like a week is uh, definitely
2: far further.
1: I'll than do it in my head the night before. I'll be like, what do I need? All right, cool. I got to remember to grab all that. Stuff it also depends
0: morning. on when you're leaving, right? If you're getting, if you're catching a six a.m. flight you know, or something like that. Sure. I want to make sure my shit's ready to go. I don't want to have to yeah. wake up and be like, oh, what did I forget, you know, sort of thing. So, yeah, I think the night before is fine. It should definitely be good to go the night before so that mm. everything else in the morning is easy peasy, you know. It's it's like uh, there's some sort of thought process of, you know, Whatever you, if, if you have something to do, write it down so that you don't yeah. have to store it in your brain to think about it all the time so that you remind yourself not to forget. It's like, write it down somewhere so it's like, it's captured. Oh, and good, then yeah. when you're ready to go back and be like, what do I need to do? It's on a list. You check it off. Because I do that all the time with groceries. I, I screw Sorry. myself over. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I need sesame oil. <laughs> I'll remember that. I don't. Right. Instead of writing it on my list immediately. That's where I text my
1: partner. I'm like, what do we need again? So then I can just open my text messages and then I can look at everything because I have written things down. Like I cannot forget this. So I'll write it down and then I forget to write it down because I don't write anything down. So Mm -hmm. then it gets lost. But if I put it in a text message, I'll text it to myself sometimes. I'll be like, I got to remember this later. And I just text myself. I'll leave it unread, which I hate doing, oh, like just so that me like too. I know it's there. I know it's there because I have a notification. I don't want any notifications. Those red <laughs> bubbles, all oh,
2: those red bubbles. I hate.
1: Yeah, so I can't. Much I can't anxiety. stand it.
0: Yeah, same. And see, <laughs> for 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 groceries, I have a Trello list. I don't mm. know if you're familiar with Trello, but it's like I have a card that is just a giant list of food that I typically get. And so I just always leave them there. And when I go through, I just uncheck everything that I need to get for that week and then check it again as I get it. So instead of like painstakingly being like, what do I need this week? I need eggs again. I need bread. I'm like, no, just uncheck eggs, bread, and everything like that. So it's a lot. And I have it categorized by like where things are in the store, like what's in the deli, what's in the the freezer section. So I can easily go as I'm going and collect things because I'm a nerd.
2: So, yeah, Christians, to answer your question about is Practical Doug uh, a persona or really inside of him, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Because while
1: he's answering that, I'm just like, that's a very better, it's a much better system than when, like, I'm hungry and then I'll go to the grocery store and I'll buy, like, the 50 things I don't need and then I forget to buy the thing I should have gotten because I was like- hungry.
0: Done that too many times.
2: My father in law, uh, I think, is he is expert level, pro level packer. He wow. knows how to go on a trip. I have traveled with him on many occasions to various local and international and, you know, uh, different parts of the country. Uh, Again, short distances, long distances, and international. Every single time he takes, doesn't matter how long it is, he fits everything he needs into a duffel bag, or sorry, a a backpack, like a rucksack, and he, he puts it over never fucks with checked bags never has to fuck with any he is the most efficient traveler i have ever met in my life and i strive to one day be as efficient as he is that's impressive i've never seen someone i'm like you have everything you need he's like yep it's all good i'm like i don't i disagree but and then he mary poppins it he just pulls this shit out (laughs) and it's it's amazing it is amazing so if you want you look him up online uh (laughs) He has minimal social media presence, but he's there. You can find him. Go find him. I'm not gonna give you his name. You've just gotta you gotta reverse you gotta it. gotta go make like a TikTok with him where he shows exactly.
1: how he packs his bag. That would be Honestly, amazing.
2: That might be the that might be yeah. the way to go. Yeah. But
1: don't make a board game based on his basement because it would be one location and the person would win once they get there. Exactly. Everything's in the bag. So well. <laughs> it would yeah. be a really boring game.
0: Yeah. It's like I'm gonna play this character. You can't play that character. Yeah. It's like playing Bo Jackson in Tecmo Super Bowl. <laughs> you're cheating
2: (laughs) the best part is though if he's like we'll we'll talk to him and like oh you got a week until uh, if he's going somewhere you got a week until you're going somewhere he's like yep i'm all packed i'm like you are so efficient it's amazing it's amazing Yeah.
0: yeah jared said my ex was packing while we were waiting for the uber for an international flight that gives me such anxiety I don't like that at all. I don't like and that's that the
1: you broke That's up that's, direct, right? that's a step too far for even me yeah. <laughs> if it's an international flight. If I had an international flight, it'd be the first time I actually got to the airport like more than like two hours before. Yeah. And that would be yeah. the one time where I'm like, all right, I'm going to follow all the rules because you don't want to fuck this up.
0: Yeah, my mom was uh, uh, very prolific at following the rules and suggested times. for. Get- so we would always be at the airport like two and a half hours before our flight. And yeah. I remember being like why are we here and when i got older i'm like i'm gonna get there an hour and a half early and i'm like look nothing happened it's totally fine and, and i still have time for the bar exactly like it's <laughs> just oh brutal stuff and unfortunately I, yeah. that was imprinted on me <laughs> i'm way too
2: uh i i worry way too much about that so i still get i still yeah. i leave myself salad mm. solid two hours if yeah. not more and i'm like you know what i really don't care like i will I got books. I got you know my phone. I got. I'll wander up. I'll hit the bar. Whatever. You know, like it's. I'll figure out something
0: to do. Gotta give my mom credit. You know, what we never did. Never missed a flight.
1: Bingo. Whenever I travel solo, I I get to LAX sometimes like forty five minutes before the flight.
3: <laughs> nice. And I'm just like LAX. I'm like
1: I'm kind of going a little bit fast. Like you know I'm doing a fast walk. But uh, whenever I fly solo. This is like the ultimate white male privilege thing. I always get pulled and they're like, just go through the fast line. (laughs) Like every time I don't pay for it. And they're always there. They're like, you know, every now and then they go through and they pull off people and they're like, are you alone? I'm like, yeah, they're like, you could go. And I like look like at some of the people behind me. I'm like, they must be so fucking
2: hate me right now. (laughs)
0: That's amazing.
2: I love it. There's a good chance that those people would want to meet you in an arena. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if we were going to theme song what that might look like. It would be.
0: Welcome to the Throwdown. All right. Hell yeah. We've arrived. We've arrived. Welcome to the Throwdown. This is your first time here. We take two things, put them into an arena, and we debate which one would come out alive. And this week cold from our very special council of elders, we have... (laughs) We've got Sam Fisher from the Clancy Splinter Cell universe versus James Bond. It says in parentheses, classic, question mark, their word, not mine. I don't know what that means, but uh, apparently what do you mean, like, Sean Connery? (laughs) Is that what we're talking about here, yeah, like not, yes. I think
3: We're
2: talking like not Daniel Craig, not sure. like again, like parkour. Yeah, Daniel badass, Craig might like, be a
1: little too close to what Fisher gotcha. was, I guess, but it kind of doesn't matter which Bond you pull. They all have your hey, Bond is one character. Yes, like we'll right. we'll stay we'll stay Brosnan and earlier. We won't include Craig. I
0: don't, you know, I don't gotcha. know if that's what. I think that's probably what I'm gathering from this on this website that we're about to go to once again uh, versus com. that will break this down. Uh, they have you know the Connery's Bond, Moore's Bond, Lazenby's Bond and Dalton's Bond so they have it separated by categories well, but
1: I, I just last year on a show I did which like this is another show that like we put on hiatus from time to time just because um, you know with a lot of my friends I live in LA we work in production so it's you know, our schedules change all the time. So we'll be like, all right, we're going to do this season and then we're going like, to come back to it. I did a show called Watch World. The last thing that we watched and discussed, we did all the James Bond movies. So Ooh. I definitely have Ooh. that down. I've played a couple Splinter Cell games, so I have a good idea of what Fisher is capable of. Um,
3: well, this is my- perfect.
1: Yeah, it, I have a question about this. So is this just a, a fight-to-the-death style thing, or is this who is better? Like, what is what do you try to determine in the arena?
0: It's a great question. So we used to set these up with some sort of story, like how they would end up in an arena, but that kind of, you know, gets convoluted mm-hmm. and more of a stretch at times. So we, what we kind of do is we, we say that these two characters in this situation, these two, two guys, meet into an area, an arena, and they are going to be fighting to the death. And okay. the idea is basically with all of their skills, with all of their um, you know intellect, their abilities, their gadgets, everything they have at their disposal, who would win? And sometimes we break it down to like this is really close, but we think that most of the time if you were to run a simulation, the majority of the time we think this, this person would win. Okay. So.
2: Another big key too is that I would say the majority of the time, uh, these people don't realize that they're going to be battling, so it's not like they've had a week to prepare yes. strategy or. Like a traps. Of, we've had we've had Batman battle before, and it's like, well, if Batman was ready, he's got a contingency plan for everything. So, yeah, these people are are just kind of thrust into this. They maybe they round a corner and they each bump into each other, and they take it as a personal insult, and yeah. then they okay. fight each other to the death. Yeah, as okay, as one does.
0: So that
1: is that's a very different. It it depends, you know? Mm-hmm. And so having it just you're like, all right, we're giving both of these guys like peak performance is conceptually what we're talking about here. Yes. I think yeah. I think it then it's easier to say James Bond as a whole. I think it's weird to exclude Daniel Craig because it almost sounds like the question asker then thinks that the Daniel Craig person would win. Otherwise, why would you exclude them? Mm-hmm. Which then it's like we're not putting james bond at his best version so it's like (laughs) should we exclude the best version of splinter cell like sam fisher i don't i don't know what the point of that is uh that exercise like maybe if they had specifically been like the george Lazenby bond like i want to know if this bond could beat him or not but sure we won't include daniel craig it doesn't really matter if we don't have him um because
2: it's going to be a very close fight kind of no matter what happens well I I'd say the elders are here watching right now. So if they want to in the chat while we while we go into this debate, if they want to uh explain what they meant by classic. Yeah. Their word and he says classic. Their word not mine. So Yeah. There's 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 always <laughs> a little bit of drama with the elders, the council of elders. They they like to infight a little bit and uh you see yeah. in, the, in the chat goes Noah goes Seth you always do this. <laughs> Um, there was well, no first, intent include daniel craig so uh let's
0: <laughs> let's um let's start with uh old sam fisher here because i'm not i'm i know splinter cell exists i know he's a spy and yeah. assassin of sorts but yes. i don't really know what what he's what he's good for I didn't, that didn't come out. I don't know what he's good
1: for. I don't know. What um, even
2: good for? What's he even good
0: for?
1: So here's the thing about him that's, that's interesting is the biggest difference between the two of them is kind of how they come at, what their mission is. Sam Fisher is built around covert ops. Mm-hmm. So he's like a CIA special agent, um, and that's where he has his training, I believe. Uh, it makes you wonder, because the game's... It is very important for you to say stealth. Um, I haven't played all of the games, so I think some of them maybe you can be less stealth than others. But um, you don't want to be seen, and that actually could cause you to fail. So you could, one could argue, like, is that points against Sam Fisher? Because if he's not capable of just, like, walking in the front door like James Bond is and kind of, like, throwing a one-liner in and being cocky about, like, showing up, even though the odds always seem stacked against him— where sam fisher has to like crawl through the darkness at night and hopefully not be seen by his enemies so for him to accomplish the goal it makes you wonder like how capable sam fisher is because their training should be similar like james bond is um i can't remember he's either like a he might be a commander but he was he is in the military so he's military trained he got very high up in the military and then he went to mi5 and then he became you know special secret agent james bond whereas Sam Fisher went through the CIA. So he's not SEAL Team 6. He's not, like, the best kind of, like, military infiltration that America has, whereas James Bond is peak UK. So, it, it you know, you you kind of want to figure out who's coming from whose side there. But um, I almost – I kind of want to see – do you have a, a list of, like, what kind of kit Sam Fisher has? Sure. Because the thing that would really make this lopsided, in my opinion, is what his – Bulletproof capabilities are of his suit because I think he probably ha- is able to withstand more shots to his body. That's interesting. I had to guess,
0: um, it doesn't. Let's see here because it's not because sometimes it will list what their equipment is. It doesn't list anything specific. It does reinforce what you say that he is a stealth master. Uh, in excluding characters with perfect invisibility or supernatural powers, Sam Fisher is arguably one of the greatest stealth artists in all of fiction. Um, athletic ability and parkour skills, expert hand-to-hand combat, master marksman, which I think is very good. He's also, as far as like, I think this, oh wait, here we go, weapons and equipment. Uh, 5.7 pistol, I think this lists probably all the things that he could potentially yeah. use. I'm not going to go through these fucking, the SC-20K, M-A-W-S, <laughs> multivision goggles, uh Karambit Panthers Claw Combat Knife. Jesus Christ. I mean, some people are out there are getting just giant hard ons right now here and all this sort of stuff. Stun gun. <laughs> Sticky so MP. He has he has a Kevlar Kevlar woven
1: into his suit. I'm okay. Seeing.
0: That's awesome. That's also... His suit's
1: made of Gore-Tex, Kevlar, and some kind of uh some kind of additional shielding. So he does That is does pretty important for yeah protection now I believe and I'm looking it up but I believe James Bond has had body armor within or under his suits but it's usually like he'll wear it like you'll see it Mm -hmm. Um, so like you know it's like his jacket looks bulky and then like he'll open it after he got shot and it's like oh there's like you know he has the Kevlar vest on but he's not necessarily going to have it but with this being the arena I'm assuming he should have that right like he should have his best gear
0: I would think that these two probably entered into this area, right? Whatever it is, and they are prepared for combat. They don't know what they're gonna be doing. Um but so yeah, I'd say they have all their best stuff on. It would make sense that Sam Fisher would be equipping what he would normally go on with a mission, so he would have his you know, his his armor. I would imagine James Bond would have some sort of protection because he's not going in to charm the pants off people, literally or otherwise. He's going into, you know, to combat, more or less. So Um, this is honestly a really good matchup. I think. I think uh, just intelligence-wise, you know, this site list uh, James Bond is gifted. Um, he's
1: he's very smart, depending on his depiction. Yes. Uh, Roger Moore is my favorite depiction of his espionage skills and his smarts because he does the most like pretending to be someone who's like a scientist, and he goes to a thing, and he like he was able to like memorize everything he'd need to know to talk to like one of the top scientists without being you know caught out like the other so like not all the bonds are quite as smart but peak bond as far as intelligence would be like that Sam Fisher of course is going to be smart but he's it's like all battle tactics right exactly he's Mm -hmm. hes
0: he's a veteran of various military operations and has conducted missions all throughout the world and has a wealth of experience in all manners of warfare so yeah he's 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 very intuitive Uh, To his environment so he's I see him as very reactive But also I think I don't know I think between He and Bond it's kind Of almost a wash in that Regard right because they both seen some shit
1: Right so this is where right now My first instinct is because The arena should remove All variables right like And I feel like environmental Variables are the thing that would Give Sam Fisher the edge to win Mm Mm-hmm because that's like if he was like i can knock the lights out and then like i can sneak up behind you because i have the night vision goggles like bond has stuff like that too but he's he has like you know to pull from his gadgets when he needs them and it's always kind of like spur of the moment where sam fisher could plan around that kind of thing and that would benefit him but if it's like you're in a cage match you guys can't like it's if it's is it almost it's like a force field right like Mm -hmm. it's just like because they can't interact with the environment to like gain an advantage then I feel like one of two things would happen. Bond is either going to win in the first 30 seconds or he's going to lose is what I think. Interesting. Because Sam Fisher is just going to have – he has more body armor. He's more of a killer than Bond is. And he's going to have bigger, stronger guns than James Bond is going to have. But James Bond has the element of surprise of insane gadgets that don't appear to be weapons – and he basically, I think, has about 30 seconds to pick one of those gadgets and just wipe out Sam Fisher before Sam even understands what was happening. That's sort it, of the way I see this going.
2: And we hope that he has a gadget that is capable of doing that because a lot of the, sometimes he's equipped with gadgets that are more recon uh, oriented instead of actual uh, defensive. Yes. So. If he's yes. if he's got his little you know uh, nuke ring where he can just fire a tiny little nuclear missile out of his ring, <laughs> then he's gonna win. If he's know? got his Polaroid camera and he goes to take a picture, but it also shoots a laser
1: at him and he's dead, Sam Fisher is gonna be like, "Oh, you would you want this to send to your family so they can see the Smile, face of your murderer?" Hunter, and then Sam Hunter Fisher's show? on the floor. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, if they're fighting, you know, in uh, Uncle Dog's basement, Sam Fisher is gonna win <laughs> for
0: sure. <laughs> That's part of the game. If you take the wrong turn, you find <laughs> Sam Fisher in Uncle Doug's puzzle basement because he's just waiting on the ceiling. He's just fucking a flashlight. That's, <laughs> that's his R and R. That's his that's, that's his time yeah, off from is. between missions. He goes to Uncle Doug's puzzle basement. Um, so I, yeah, go I right, do Justin.
2: think that. Yeah, I, I think that while Bond Bond's skill set is much broader, and if the two of it them is. were to go on an espionage mission. I would give it to Bond. If they were going head-to-head on an espionage mission, Bond hands down without a yeah. shadow of a doubt. I just feel like because Bond's skill set is so broad, I feel like Fisher's skill set is a little bit more narrow. Fisher goes in with the intent to take out, right? More or less.
1: But No, but here's the thing you have to remember. The O agents are literally given a license to kill because they are so good at it. They're the only ones, like, he can kill... Pretty much anyone in the state government's going to okay it, back him up. Sort on it, of how yeah. that goes, and like when you watch like Bond, anytime they have like training things, anytime he's like even like slightly missing the target, it's like oh my god, can you believe he didn't hit a bullseye like ten out of ten times? Like mm-hmm. he he is meant to be like the perfect killing machine in a way. It's just that that's meant to be sort right. of like the the last case scenario for bond. Right. He's supposed to be able to solve problems without doing it. Charming. Yeah. Of, James Bond is known for not doing that. That's why like, he's always getting in trouble with them. We're not watching yeah. the other agents cause they're not fun because right? yeah. exactly. they're, they're doing
2: boring espionage <laughs> and they are like, well, bond, this one's going to get messy. So you're going right. Yeah. When you put a killing machine in a tuxedo, I think that's what it strips yes. the visually. I'm just like, hey, he's a little bit more of a, you know, uh, a high class, uh, you know, and
1: that's, that's why Bond has thirty seconds. His thir- because because Sam Fisher's going to look at him. He's like, I've killed a million dudes in suits. Like whatever. <laughs> like and he's like, which one of these guns do I want to use? And while he's taking that moment, that is Bond's chance to attack. But after that, like even if Bond has a Kevlar, so he's he doesn't have like a full body suit, he doesn't have the same range of weapons. And although Bond has great athleticism, it's not going to be quite as Sam Fisher does much more parkour yeah. and stuff. It's like yes, Craig can do that stuff, but Sam Fisher's going to win on pure strength. But Bond has, like, the element of surprise.
0: That's interesting. That's
1: where he could win. That,
3: that is interesting. Uh,
0: I like that. Even in in with no environment and these guys are sent to fight, it's still, he's still given the advantage of the element of surprise because that's who he is.
1: I mean, that's why his movies are always compelling, right? Because he goes up often against these guys who are stronger than him. Yeah. But he tends to beat them. He finds a way to win. But that's usually using, like, the environment or, like, tricks or things like that. Which is why in this moment, his one trick he has is Sam Fisher and then, it, like, he's going to be like, what? You want me to kill, like, what is this, just like some millionaire guy from England? Like, what is, yeah. is this, the royal? Yeah. Like, okay, sure, why not? Like, which, which, which gun? Because he's got a lot of guns. He's got a lot of guns, has got a lot of goggles. He's going to be like, which, what, do I want to look at this in x-ray so I can you watch his my bones.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Do you uh,
1: think,
3: let me
2: ask, you, or sorry, Doug. I no, go ahead, going. go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, do you think that Bond would... Because in a lot of the, we don't often see when Bond is going up against someone that is formidable. We don't often see him take them out in under thirty seconds. Usually there is a, a, a maybe a two minute fight that ensues, or or a little sure. bit of a, a, a struggle, right? So do you think yeah. in, like a henchman, Bond takes them out no problem? But so I would I would put him up. Uh, I would put Fisher up in the formidable foe category. And because we really haven't seen Bond take out a ton of people in under 30 seconds that aren't he- nameless henchmen, I feel like that might, give the, that might give it back to Fisher a little bit. Well,
1: keep in mind, often Bond is usually up against like significantly more people than himself. So he usually can't fight that guy until he takes out his like 30 like dudes that he brought with him first is like, you know, and Sam Fisher has the same problem, which is why Sam Fisher's like, well, I'm going to go about it differently. And I'm going to sneak in and take out all those guys one by one and get the element of surprise on the guy that I'm going after. So whereas James Bond's like, I'm going to kick the door in and just fight everybody until I get up to them. But that I really I think the other thing to keep in mind is I'm only – really think bond can win at the beginning because of his gadgets because he does have gadgets that are capable of killing right there are almost never used for that in the movies because they're used in creative ways. It's, it's actually like sort of like a red herring. They give you this gadget and you're like, oh, there's so many cool things you can do with that. But then they make him, because they're often one-time use, he has to use it to get of this scenario that like it's a clever way of using that device that you wouldn't have thought about. Like right. you think the laser watch is going to be used to murder someone, right? Like why not? But instead I'm going to have to cut through this steel floor so I can get out of this train before it explodes. Right. Like, so that's, if he has those gadgets that's why he can win like at the start of the fight. But I really don't think he has a chance outside of that. Cause even like all of his evasion gadgets are going to be rendered useless by Sam Fisher's goggles. So right. if, if Sam Fisher can survive the first 30 seconds of that fight, I don't think James Bond can win it is, is where I think it ends
0: up in. What I'm, I'm hearing he, is there's a lot of contingencies here for bond to win. So to me, that's like, there's a lot of, well, if this, and if this, and if this, then he could win. Well, no,
1: like, I think, I think, The first thirty seconds of the fight is the only place Bond can win. Yeah. But I also think he it is it's stacked in his favor early Mm -hmm. in the fight. Yeah. That's it. Because if it's because then it's just a gunfight. Neither of these guys have abilities, right? Neither of these guys have superpowers, and one has body armor all over, and the other doesn't. So (laughs) it's just like the element of surprise will dictate a James Bond win, and otherwise Sam Fisher is going to win by just purely uh they're both just made of meat.
0: Yeah, I think I my I'm I'm gonna go with Sam Fisher on this one just because of one his wealth of experience. It just it seems like Like I said, it Bond would have to pull off that perfect you know, th- first 30 seconds with the with the right weapons. Well, he has a lot of tools, but yeah, yeah that's
1: that is it is it is a it is a There's only one scenario where Bond wins. Definitely.
0: Exactly. Sure. So like he cannot mess up at all. So I think in this situation if you were to run the scenario 100 times i think sam fisher is going to come out on top on the majority of those yeah it's entirely possible yeah, yeah. i think i'm going to give it to sam fisher
2: so we're going to go sam
0: that was amazing christian yeah. thank you like you were you were the perfect
2: one of the most like intellectually well debated the throwdowns we've ever had.
0: And know that, I was like, Christian, tell me more. Break this down more because you have a good <laughs> grasp on this. Well, it was it was really well done, man. It was so when great. We
1: do UFC, it's it's not who's the best fighter, it's who's the best character. Mm. So fighting is a like part of the conversation. But okay. I just felt like there are death battles and things like that. And sure. so I was like, I just wanted to do something different. Yeah. Especially because then I can use characters that have no fighting capabilities. Like they're gonna lose if they fight. But everything else about this character is so much more interesting, like their history, their impact on pop culture. Like Jubilee. Uh,
0: totally losing a fight, but, you know, yep. goddammit, she's interesting. Right, Justin?
1: She's cool as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um Jubilee wins. <laughs> 10 out of 10 times. Whenever we talk about fights, the thing I would do is we'd, we'd just do three scenarios. We'd have to do them a little bit faster because we'd do multiple in the episode, but it would be a cage match like this, where there's No, and and everyone is, like, at peak, like, baseline. And then you do a who would win in James Bond world and who would win in Sam Fisher's world is what
0: we would also do. interesting. So then
1: we'd be like, okay, well, if it's kind of a wash or we feel like it's going one way or the other, we wouldn't really give the edge to either. But in just this scenario, I would agree. It's got to go Sam Fisher. Yeah. Um, But James Bond, he, you know... He'll win some of those coin flips. Of course, yeah, he'll absolutely. He'll, he'll pull them off. Of them.
0: Just, just not <laughs> enough, not enough to be the victor. Yeah, uh, this was great. Uh, this is the tired part of the show, Christian. Where like we essentially just, you know, a promote all your stuff, your socials yeah. and everything like that. And also, if you have a recommendation for people to check out, whether it's a podcast, a TV show, a song, a book, a comic, a movie, whatever, um, what, what should people be checking out? Start with your where people can find you.
1: Uh, well, I'm at Christian underscore Humes, so or you could go to Unranked Podcast on Twitter and go to our Discord and all that stuff. Um, but the show that I was just on, uh, You Can't Make That Anymore, that, that uh, just came out yesterday, the episode that I was on. And I drew James Bond, so if you want to hear me talk. And I have us do um, Live and Let Die, which is arguably the best James Bond song. Uh, but it is, boy, that is the most cancelable movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Uh, that is, that movie is an absolute. It's also the only James Bond that has like supernatural elements, like real, like like we're talking like psychics, like predicting, like seeing, mm. like like not even psychics, more like foresight, like with tarot cards, and a guy who literally is like killed and like turns into like a clay statue and like comes back again. Like it gets really really there's voodoo it gets yeah. very weird writers
2: were dropping acid in that room yeah they were like what else can we do
1: it's so entertaining to watch this movie if you have never seen it just out of the absolute audacity of it it wow. is unbelievable I it. so i would i would say go watch go listen to that because i just that just came out yesterday so that's perfect
0: that's so, so. cool that's awesome justin what do you got to recommend
2: I'm trying to make my way through all the Oscar movies uh, before Ooh. the Oscars hit later this month. And I just finished the power of the dog. So I would say, give that a watch. Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Jesse Plemons, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Netflix. Um, <clears throat> it's definitely Drews. I can't remember who the director was, but Drew said, cause I, I started watching it and I got pulled away and I was like, I don't know, man, I feel like I jumped into the middle of a movie and I'm supposed to have backstory and I'm confused. He goes, just give it time. Anything you're confused about will be answered. He said, this director is known for more art house films. And this mm-hmm. is probably the most mainstream approachable <laughs> one that you're going to find in their catalog. And I'm like, great. That gave me all the knowledge I needed. And I jumped back in and thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Awesome. Um, Acting, just every every one of the actors is amazing. Cumberbatch is a fucking tour de force. I love him as an actor. And, so good. Uh, it's such a great. It's it's a really good movie. So beautifully, beautifully shot. So go watch that movie on Netflix. Nice. when' accent? I thought it was.
1: I was. I was fine with it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. I just. I, I personally think that we actually lose a lot of his range in Doctor Strange by them not just letting him. I wish they had just let him keep his UK accent. Yeah, like I wish, to, uh, but hopefully cause I, this this should be yeah. like southwestern, right?
2: Yeah, I would I accent. think he's in Montana or Wyoming, oh, okay. but but it's still he's got a draw. Yeah. But like, yeah, he. Uh, it wasn't anything that I thought. I thought he he pulled. There's the, there's a quiet rage in him that. Okay, awesome, cool. Did yeah. then then I definitely want to check that out? Yeah, Doug, what do you got?
0: Uh, I'm gonna recommend something that's super relevant. Uh, I just watched this two weekends ago. Uh, Spider Man: No Way Home. Yes, mm. finally saw it. Yes,
3: <laughs> damn it! I
0: finally got around to seeing it. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was great. I know Justin, you thought it was one of the worst Marvel movies. Is like what you told me? Is that, is that right? I don't. Was I super drunk or? no. you were like, basement, eh it was but okay. okay. But uh, I was like, okay. haven't seen that at all. Okay.
2: He just got back from
0: the basement. Yeah, he's. Got- <laughs>
2: I was dangerously dehydrated at that time. I don't
0: know, man. I I wanted to see the light. I didn't want to be in the dark anymore. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. A a portion of it was spoiled for me before going in. I mean, there's only so much you could handle for being out for three months almost at that point to, you know, not have anything spoiled. But I I really liked it. I was I'm excited to buy it and watch it with uh, my family because I did not see that with them. So I'm uh, very
2: excited to see it without people coughing in the background.
0: Yeah. I definitely, I tell you, that was people the first movie I'd been to
2: where it was recorded
0: in a while, and I had, there was a woman that got up and turned on the flashlight on her phone to, like, find her way to the the stairs that were, and she just did that in and out. I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, just, I realized, I'm like, oh, I hate people. Sing movies yeah. with strangers sucks, but yeah. other than that, I was, I definitely enjoyed. Also, the 20 minutes of goddamn previews and commercials, I'm like, oh my God, this is awful. Like, I don't I don't want to do this anymore. It's, it's like the last time, I'm like, alright, this is the one, and then it's like an ad for recruiting for the theater. I'm like, guys! No! That's not the last thing we see before we start the movie! Come on! Like, but anyway, yeah, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Go check it out. It's worth it. It's coming out on digital in March this yeah. month. It's gonna be yeah. great.
2: Whew. The fact that they brought Tony Stark back from the dead in that oh I know I'm sorry spoiler but I mean the fact that they yeah. brought him back was amazing I thought the
0: space yeah. vampire moment was also very cool absolutely so. I thought his
2: new fleshlight suit was a little weird but hey
0: you know, you know what though innovative innovative it works. Yeah. nanotech yeah. is it's it's the wave of the future you know <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Christian, this was an absolute delight having you here. Thank you so much uh, Thanks for, for having me. It was great for hanging out with us. And and please don't forget to check out Mind Gap on all social medias at MindGap Gap Podcast. Uh, check out our live streams and our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Mind Gap Podcast. Uh, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central for the podcast. Saturdays at 8 p.m. for the video game live stream hosted by me. And also, don't forget to check out Justin online as well.
2: On Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it while you're in the all realm. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, and all the places where you can consume fine podcasts. Go ahead and rate us, review us, and share us and all the things that you can do. All those things do help. Uh, you may not think they do, but they go a long, long way. We really appreciate it. And then uh, keep an eye on all of 2East8's social medias, and then check out 2 east com for news and new content yes
0: so. all right and with that being said christian thank you for hanging with us this was a this is wonderful absolutely thanks justin thank you douglas thank you chat thank you listeners thank you and you all have a dandy fucking week mind gap podcast